Welcome back to Goal Line Stuff, the show where we talk about anything and everything football related. I'm Alex Kurchiv. And I'm Michael San Antonio. And boy, do we have a show for you today. A lot of things are going on in the sports world at this current moment. We have March Madness. We have, obviously, what we're going to talk about, NFL free agency. That's This may be the most, the, the craziest free agency that we've ever seen, or at least in my lifetime. I mean, so many big things have happened. We, we've never seen quarterbacks move around like this, especially like the best quarterbacks in the league. We've never seen it happen. Um, NFL draft is heating up. It's coming up in around a month and seven days, month and a week. So um, a lot of things to look forward um, to this offseason. Um, but we're here to just talk about NFL free agency because since our last podcast, there's been so much, so many things that have happened. And I mean, it's not just like signings. You know, there's been, I mean, the first thing we're going to talk about, it wasn't even like, a free agency thing. It was Tom Brady, actually. Um, so in our last podcast episode, we talked about how, you know, Tom Brady was retired um, and how that may be one of the factors for Aaron Rodgers signing um, an extension with the Packers and, you know, just everything going on, how that opens up the NFC. Well, guess what? Tom Brady officially unretired a couple of days after we made that podcast. So oh, um, who could have predicted that? Yeah. So and it looks like Tampa Bay is getting some of their key guys back. I mean, there are they are losing a couple, but uh, the team should be really good again. So everything that I said and you said in that you know previous podcast is completely out the window now, at least about Tom Brady. And he's back. Who knows? He, he may win another Super Bowl. We don't know. But, um, yeah, Brady's back. He spent a month uh, with his kids and family and decided it was not for him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he realized he was like, you know what, I, I need to come back at least one more year. He said, and I have had enough of these idiots. <laughs> he really did. Honestly, like I could see him playing another year after after this next year. I totally could. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really think it's ever going to feel right when Tom Brady retires. Yeah, it still I mean, didn't feel real to me when he was retired. Mm-hmm. So. I gotta, I gotta see a year without Tom Brady to believe that Tom Brady is retired. Even a year is like not enough, like because you know nah, I think if he takes a year off, <laughs> when he's fifty I, or sixty, he'll come back and win a Super Bowl for Jets or something. I think that like actually, if he takes a year off, he's done because you got to keep your body in condition and you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. The second it, I see a season without Tom Brady playing not for injury purposes, then I'll believe that Tom Brady's done playing. I agree with you there. I was, I was kind of joking earlier when I said that, but um, <laughs> I mean, in reality, like I think he's playing uh, like two more years next year and the year after, I think he'll retire the year after. I think that's um, a fair assessment. Yeah. I mean, I, he obviously could retire sooner if he gets injured or if he continues to play at this ridiculous level in his mid to late forties, then I mean, why not make it to 50? He was he was MVP caliber this year. He a lot of people think he should have won MVP. I mean, yeah, I don't know about all that. I don't think so, but I, I'm just saying a lot of people. He was MVP runner up uh, yeah. for good reason. So, I mean, one of his best years ever. He's not <laughs> washed or anything. Yeah, I mean, he's not washed at all. Like I thought he was gonna be washed after the 2019 season, when like the Patriots were kind of carried by the defense and Brady didn't have that good of a year. But it was oh, clearly just the Patriots offense. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. went right to Tampa and he he was fine. I mean, with Bruce Arians. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, I retracted everything I said after after he showed and proved himself on the Buccaneers. 
And as much as I hate to say it, like, I mean, he's, he's the goat and he can play as long as he stays healthy. And I think he probably should, if I were him, I would continue playing. You know, I don't want to see him winning more Super Bowls, but look, I mean, the, the biggest reason I think for him retiring is his family. And now that he decided he doesn't care what they think, then I say we see Tom Brady for as long as Tom Brady's still good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he retired because of his family and he realized like, oh, they they have their own lives and they don't really care if I'm retired <laughs> this year or not. I mean, you know, he'll retire in a couple of years. It'll be fine. Um, it, it's just important for us to, to mention this because the greatest quarterback of all time, you know, unretiring is pretty big news as much as it may not be super surprising for a lot of people. I mean, it's big news. So he, um, he did it for the news stories. He did. I mean, and it's crazy. I mean, I mean, there's so many crazy signings and then Brady unretiring is probably the biggest or second biggest or maybe third biggest thing that's happened in this off season. I'll call it third. I, I would say it's third. the whole off season. I would say it's third right now behind the Wilson and Watson moves. I don't, um, I don't know if you want to call the actually Adams. Adams. Yeah, there's a couple, but still, I mean, the fact that it's like still like it's headline news everywhere still, and it's like the biggest thing. I mean, that, that that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, um, I think he'll be good next year. I mean, I don't know if they'll they'll make anything or go far, but I mean, they I think they'll probably make it deep in the playoffs. Yeah. Really so, yeah. Yeah, um, th- that's all we have to say about Tom Brady. Um, let's actually start talking about some of this stuff that's happened in free agency. Um, we talked a lot last podcast about Russell Wilson. We talked about the Rodgers extension, you know, a lot of the Wentz, all the stuff that happened there. Um, but this round is probably even crazier. And the biggest news, which I actually missed because I had a rehearsal while this happened, is the Deshaun Watson trade to Cleveland. Yeah, we we didn't get to talk about all the scenarios because as we were recording last week, the the Watson getting cleared came out, what, like the last five minutes of the episode? Yeah, and we mentioned it. Briefly mentioned it, so we didn't really get to talk about where he would go. It was like a huge news cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, Every team was like courting Watson. It was pretty much – it was the entire NFC South that didn't have Tom Brady um plus cleveland i think that was it i mean a couple other teams sprinkled in there but yeah those were the main teams that were and looking for him. after baker mayfield posted his goodbyes to cleveland i was pretty convinced that watson was going to cleveland but then a report came out the next day that uh watson told cleveland they're out and i think a big reason for that was that it was contract stuff i think that Watson thought everybody was going to give him the Cleveland money, which is five years, two thirty, fully guaranteed, even with suspension and everything, which is outrageous, by the way. But forty six a year, second highest paid quarterback right now. Who's first? Mahomes. Rogers. Mahomes is forty five a year, but it's for longer, so it's a it's a bigger contract still. Um, I think that Watson thought that every team was going to give him Cleveland money, so he could just pick his, you know, destination. But then it came out that Carolina wasn't willing to guarantee the third and fourth years. We don't know anything about Atlanta and New Orleans' uh, offers contract-wise, but I personally figure that it wasn't fully guaranteed, and that's what ended up swaying him. I think Cleveland's the best uh, landing spot for Watson anyway. They're easily the best team of the, the four. 
and they have weapons. They just traded for Amari Cooper last week, and they still have a, uh, some really nice talent on defense. They have John Johnson, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett, obviously. Um, they just drafted Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa last year. And so I think that Cleveland becomes easily a playoff contender at the very least. Probably I would I would say they're going to win their division over Cincinnati. Maybe a little bit of a bold take, but I don't think so. Um, and I don't think they really gave up a lot for him. Um, like I, I thought that it would be a lot more because the the rumored packages were like three firsts, a second, and some players. But what ended up happening was three firsts, a third, a fourth for Watson, and a fifth, which I don't think it's a lot which I guess the value that you're getting back is the contract. That's the, the gap in those packages, the huge guaranteed contract. But I like the move for Cleveland football-wise. I, I mean, I'm kind of conflicted. Um, I like the move, but I just – I don't know. I think people are, like, overstating how much Watson is going to help the Browns. I, I think this does help the Browns. I want to, I want to say that. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't help the Browns. I just, there's such an inconsistent team when it comes to offensive scheme, like play calling, just everything. I don't think the offense knows what its identity wants to be. I mean, they have two of like the best running backs in the league. They're a run heavy team. They don't have the best receiving weapons. They got Amari Cooper, but Cooper is the definition of inconsistency at wide receiver one. So I mean, um, their line is still great. Their defense has some good wet, that's good pieces to it. But ultimately, I don't think they're one of the best teams in the league. I think that getting Watson puts them into like a contender spot, possibly. But I don't think they're good enough to to win a Super Bowl over the next couple of years unless they make other drastic changes, which I don't think they'll be able to do. So um, while I like the move, I think that, I mean, I think they should have kept Baker. Just like, I think they should have given him one more year. Getting Watson obviously really helps, but um, I, I think Baker will be successful somewhere else. And ultimately, I think the Watson move may may turn out to be a little disappointing just because they won't have the the winning success that a lot of people are hoping that they'll have. But, um, you know, if Watson is as good as he was before, like, you know, the, all this stuff happened, in, in, you know, in 2020, 2019, when he was made Pro Bowls, was one of the best passers in the league, then uh, Browns fans have a lot to look forward to. So. Dude is a top five quarterback easily, and he's only 26. I think the trade package is not at all unreasonable for that. Three firsts, when you think about it, is a little hefty just in general. But for when you consider what you're getting back, I don't think it is at all. The the Niners just traded three firsts to get Trey Lance, and who knows if he's going to be any good. So when you get a guy like that, The only thing I think is that like he is proven, but like we haven't seen him play in a year. And I don't think that's going to be an issue, but you, you just never know. Like with things like that, I mean, what happens if Watson comes back and just isn't as good as he was before all of this happened? Then the Browns may look a little stupid, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, I think even in that scenario where Watson isn't as good as he was before, he's still far better than Baker Mayfield. He is definitely better than Baker, but then, I mean, to me, then, like, if Watson isn't what we think he is or isn't what he was before, then I think this trade is just a disappointment. And I don't know. I mean, the Browns may just continue to disappoint. Like, that's just what I'm worried about. I think I get why they made this this deal. 
And I was mad when I, when I thought that they weren't going to make this deal because then they screwed everything up with Baker. They were losing a guy who I thought deserved another year. And so like, you know, um, but the fact that they did make the trade, um, they're, start, they're starting to set up their team a little bit nicer than they did before. Um, I think that they're going to make the playoffs over the Bengals. I know that's a hot take. I don't think the Bengals are making it. I think the Ravens and Browns will, will win, or make the playoffs in their division. I disagree. I, I mean, I think I would see the entire AFC West make it over Baltimore. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think Baltimore's winning their division. So, and I don't think the. They don't have the weapons. Yeah, they do. Who? One of the best tight ends in the league. They have the weapons they've had. Oh, like I said, one of the best tight ends that have league. proven to not be enough. I mean, they didn't have their running backs this year. Um, Lamar was hurt for like five games. I, I think Hollywood is a good number two. They have Bateman. They're probably going to get another guy in the draft or somewhere else. I don't know. Hollywood's a solid number two, but he's not the number two. He's the number one receiver right now. But I mean, like I said, Andrews is the number one receiving threat on that team. And they're not even a passing pass heavy team. You know, they're, they're going to run the ball more when they have their guys healthy. So the offense, it's just not enough. They need, they need a guy like someone that's their number one. I think they need a guy to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they need a guy to, to win their division. If everyone stays healthy, but hey, Cleveland we'll see what happens. Is a scary team to me. Yeah, I think a lot of people are underrating them. Maybe Cleveland was eleven and five with Baker. Yeah, but that's when everything worked out for them. Like that's what I'm saying. Like right, Baker. <laughs> no, but Baker was good. Like you're 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 saying it like despite of Baker, they were the Baker played well that year. He was he yeah, looked he was good. good. Like he was not Watson an issue. Is that much better. Yeah, but that I don't think the overall team is gonna play as good as it did in 2020. It's just hard for for you to say that. I mean, they were everything just clicked that year. Besides, I mean, Odell getting hurt obviously was bad. They're gonna be able to pass the ball so much more. Yeah, but then like you have Chubb and Hunt. Like, do you wanna become a super pass heavy team? Probably not. I didn't say they're gonna become a super pass heavy team. I mean, pass it a little bit more, but like. Watson probably is going to want to pass it a lot more. Watson to Cooper versus Baker to Odell. Are you serious? And you didn't lose your run game. In fact, your run game got better because Watson can take some design runs. No, I'm, I'm not arguing with you that like the outlook is much better. I just, I don't know if Stefanski and the offense is going to be, be able to adapt to these new sudden changes that quickly. I don't think I like Stefanski a lot, but I don't think he's the most consistent coach or play caller no i agree um, with you there but i think I mean, that like, a lot of people forgot how good deshaun watson is oh no i trust me i did not forget how good he was in houston i know how good he was i mean and even in 2017 when he got injured after only seven games he was like on pace to throw like 48 touchdowns yeah, he's or something a like crazy rookie year. like he he could have won mvp over Wentz if they if they both stayed healthy there was a, a chance if the texans started winning some games because Watson was going crazy that year. I mean, neither of them ended up winning it anyway. So. Yeah. But I mean, both of them were, were better than Brady that year. Just both of them got hurt. I don't think I mean definitively say that for Watson having him, him having played so little games, but yeah, but I mean, 
he was doing things that like we didn't see rookie quarterbacks do. And the Texans weren't that good then. I mean, they were still losing games, but I'm, I'm just saying like he, he was really good. And I don't think most people who have watched the NFL for the last five, 10 years, like know how good Watson was for those couple of years before last season, obviously. So um, Browns fans, I know some of them are upset because Baker's their most successful quarterback they've had in a while, but most of them are, are very happy about this. Movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know about all that. I don't, I don't think that's why I don't think they're upset because of Baker. Um, like I said, well, some are, wise, I mean, football wise, a great move. Um, otherwise maybe not so much. So I, I know a lot of Browns fans are really upset with the team. And some of them in fact are like leaving fan like phantom wise. Yeah. Which reasonable. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally like the move for Cleveland though. I, I don't think Baker is like, I don't think Baker will ever be top 10, let alone top five. Probably won't be right. Going to be league average with some outlier seasons where he's borderline top ten, but that's the highest he'll ever go. That's a fair take. I agree with you there. I think you know Watson puts them in a better position to win. Getting a better quarterback obviously does, but like I said, I'm a little iffy on the move. I think it really comes down to like the Browns as a team, Stefanski, Cooper, just everything. How well they could adapt to it. I think best case scenario, this move turns out to be awesome and Watson could win a Super Bowl with them but worst case scenario which I think is probably more likely the Browns are just still a meh to good team and never really meet expectations and I I don't think that's you know I don't think the move's bad I'm just saying like how the outcome of the move could be bad or could not be as you know good as people think it will be I think the biggest thing is that the Browns did not have to give up any players you're keeping your roster intact while making a massive upgrade at the most important position. I mean, that's true, but like, I still don't think like, I still don't think they have a top five offense in the league. I may be wrong. We'll see next season. Oh, and I don't know defense, that you say that. I, I don't know. I think I can say that because there's a lot I of think, great offenses in the league right now. I agree, yeah. but they are, they're very talented at the skill positions. I, I think if you get a receiver in the second this year, because you still have your second round pick that you didn't have to give up. If you get another receiver there, which I feel like that's who they're going to be targeting, then you're looking at a very scary offense. I think they need to hit on whatever receiver they get because I like Donovan Peoples Jones, but he's not a he's not a number two. Good. And uh, I mean Cooper, like I like Cooper. Cooper's obviously a wide receiver one, but like some weeks he just disappears, and it's not like you can't just say, "Oh, it's the offense," or you know, it happened in Oakland. It happened. You know, and sometimes yeah, in college it happened. It happened in Dallas. I mean, so there's that. I don't. I and the running backs haven't been able to stay healthy at least last year. Um, so, I mean, I'm just I'm just speculating, but I don't think they're top five offense yet. And I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how how they play next year with Watson. But like I said, I mean, I'm not like low on the move. I'm just saying like, I'm not, I don't have as high expectations as some people have for the Browns for the next couple of years. Where do you think Baker goes? Right I don't know where he that. goes. I think he should go to Indianapolis. That's where that's he wants to go. What did, what did you that's say? That's where he wants to go. That's his request. Yeah. That's where he should go. But I don't think do you they're going to. he does go? One team that some people have said that, I mean, I don't know how realistic this is yet, but. Atlanta, um, you know, they tried to get Watson and Ryan. I mean, 
I, I mean, obviously they still have Ryan, but like, I don't think that that's going to work out for much longer. I know he's still on contract for another year or two, but uh, they need a Ryan replacement at some point. And I think at least some teams are interested in Baker still. So I could see him going to Atlanta. Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of teams have filled the quarterback position already. So, I mean, yeah, it's late. If to me, if reports are true that Atlanta's relationship with Matt Ryan is soured, which I would believe, although I, I don't see from Matt Ryan's perspective how that's reasonable. If they're going to like, because the reason that it would be sour is because they were targeting Watson, which mm-hmm. if I'm 30, whatever year old Matt Ryan, 34, I think, um, I think it's perfectly logical for the team to be looking at a 26 year old Deshaun Watson, especially with Matt Ryan's decline in age. I don't think it's insulting the way that as much as I, don't think it was insulting with the Eagles either as if I'm 20, whatever year old Carson Wentz and they're drafting a guy in the second. I think that's a lot more insulting than it is to be targeting Deshaun Watson, but I don't know that Atlanta is going to be targeting Baker. I don't think Carolina can target Baker either because they don't have the draft picks that they only have their first, uh, first round pick at six overall. They traded their second and third for Darnold. So I think that Baker, it comes down to Indianapolis and Seattle because Seattle seems to be wanting to compete now. They like they don't seem to be in full rebuild mode. And so I think that Baker could definitely rehab some value there because he'll be playing with receivers he's never played with, like caliber of receivers he's never played with, um, in Metcalf and Lockett, who are both extremely good players, even though I'm a little lower on Metcalf than most. Um, he's still got a good run game with Chris Carson and probably Rashad Penny. Um and I think that he could definitely get some of his value back and maybe get his rhythm back that he lost in Cleveland a little bit last year. And it, it, he just needs a fresh start at this point. Yeah. Like his last season was awful. And even if no matter where he goes to Indianapolis, Seattle, Atlanta, Carolina, whatever, I think that he's going to be a lot better than he was last year. I do too. And I mean, he was injured too. So yeah. a lot of people like, seem to you know brush over that fact his shoulder was really badly injured it wasn't his throwing shoulder but like it was bad enough that like it really affected him just like everyday life and play wise too I mean um not everything was because of that injury he he has a lot of issues too with his play I mean that's obvious running into a lot of sex yeah he's not a perfect quarterback but he's fixable and yeah Seattle isn't a bad place for him to go although I kind of disagree with you I don't think they're uh, I, I think they're rebuilding, and you I don't think, think they're going to go after a guy like Baker. I think they're going to try to get a younger guy to uh, start up the franchise again. Baker is a younger guy, though. Not like I think they're going like young, young. They're going to try to get like one of the guys in draft over the next couple of years. You think Willis this year? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, they have the ni- they have the ninth pick. So if they like Pickett or Willis, then I think they easily could go for one of them. If, if they do pick one, I hope they pick Willis. If I were them, I would pick Willis. But I don't think they're going to do it this year. I mean, I may be wrong, but as of right now, I just don't think it's happening. I think they'll probably wait another year or two. Do you think Carolina goes Pickett or Willis? Um, I know Carolina liked Pickett, and I think that, like, that would be the type of quarterback that Carolina would like. So, I mean, I think they would go Pickett, but I like Willis better. I'm just saying that right now. I think Willis is the better quarterback. I think he'll probably has more potential to be a star in the league. I agree. So 
Um, if I'm the GM, I'm picking Willis, but I think Carolina likes Pickett more. That's just what I've heard and what I think. I think Pickett, I could see being a very well-rounded quarterback and in that top 10 range, mm-hmm. kind of Joe Burrow-esque, but obviously I can't make that direct comparison because of the season Joe Burrow just had. Yeah. And I don't think Pickett is that good or like as good as Joe Burrow, obviously, but like that's the style of quarterback I see. Mm-hmm. Not really excellent in any physical attribute or definitively like crazy accurate, like very accurate still, but not like insane, but like just very good at everything. And so, but I see a way more definitive path for Willis to be a star because Willis, all he needs to do is clean up some of that accuracy and ball security fumble wise, not, not interceptions. All he needs to do is just clean up some accuracy. He needs, he has crazy physical traits. Guy has a rocket and he's super fast. So I think that I could definitely convince myself into taking Malik Willis very high. And I'd say he's my QB one right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's I, I wouldn't QB mind if Seattle did that. I, I wouldn't mind it either. He's my QB one also at the moment, but I mean, it's kind of iffy because I'm not high on this quarterback class. No, um, I, I don't think they will, but if, if they do, I think they will take Willis Seattle. Um, but you never know. Yeah. Seattle. You definitely never know. They could have two top 10 draft picks right now. Yeah. Instead, they have a top 10 draft pick and extremely overpaid Jamal Adams. Yeah, that trade really didn't work out for them. And I mean, I get why they did it, but, you know, it, it just stinks that it didn't work out for them. But I don't really care. I'm not a Seahawks fan. So, you know, I think it's kind of funny that they, you know. Oh, I love chaos. I love seeing yeah, same. stupid, stupid things. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Huh? So, yeah, I mean. A lot of quarterback stuff going on. The Watson situation is crazy. We both just talked a lot about that. Um, let's deviate a little bit into something else. Devontae Adams. Uh, this is probably, like I said, you know, we said there's a lot of big things that's ha- that have happened in free agency. This is definitely up there too. Um, I think this has created some of the most buzz out of any move recently, besides obviously Watson and Wilson. This is one of the biggest moves that we've seen happen in the last five years too in free agency. So um Devontae Adams voiced earlier that he won't play under the franchise tag. And I don't know. I mean, I didn't think he was going to play under the franchise tag, but I wasn't like thinking, I wasn't thinking of him getting traded at least this soon. Like, I I don't know why I just wasn't ready for it. And, you know, seeing the the report um, that he got traded to the Raiders, it was kind of crazy because I kind of was thinking that the Raiders were just going to kind of not give up, but like there's been so many things that have happened in the AFC West the Chargers arms race. It is an arms race. The Chargers have become a great team. Suddenly defense looks really good. The Chiefs are getting better probably. I mean, and they're already insane. And then the Broncos did so much this offseason. So the Raiders were kind of like dead last to me. And then they go out there and they get the best receiver in the league for not too much, at least in terms of like, you know, um, trade capital. Trade capital. They do have to pay them a lot, but – uh, as Alex, as you told me before uh, this episode started, um, when it comes down to it, they're only paying him what twenty two a year, twenty two and a half a year for three years, and then they have years. And the thing that I didn't like about the contract originally was that I don't think Adams is going to be the number one receiver for five years. I think at most no. he'll be for the next two years. He'll be like, I don't even think he'll be as good as he was 
last year and the year before in Oakland or not in Oakland in Las Vegas ever. But um, for five years seemed a little crazy to me, especially with all that money. But with the way the contract breaks down, it's actually not that bad. And when you look at their offense now, I mean, Adams, Renfro, Waller and Jacobs, along with Carr. And then on defense, you know, you just another thing the Raiders did was they, they got Chandler Jones and then they gave Crosby a huge extension. So um, they're making moves, too. I don't think I still think they're the worst team in their division. Don't, but Don't forget the the uh, Ngakwe trade. Oh, and yeah, the, the Ngakwe trade uh, traded away Ngakwe, got Rakyasin, who I mean, decent young corner. He's uh, solid. So, I mean, like, they're making moves overall. Their defense is getting better over the years. It, it was awful a couple of years ago. It's getting a lot better. And this Adams trade, I mean, if Adams plays like he did in Green Bay, then that Raiders offense is going to look scary. It, it really is. Now, um, I like I just said before, I still think they're the fourth the fourth best team in their division. I don't think I don't, I, know. I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I'm not going to count it out. They they went ten and seven last year. They made the playoffs with the worst team, and they're only getting better. So, like, you know, I could be clearly wrong about it. You know, the Chargers could be the worst. Broncos could be the worst. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be the worst, but like this division is so good. Realistically, all four teams could make the playoffs with the seventh seed now um i don't think it'll happen but it could happen and you know i mean the, the raiders are are trending in the right direction uh they just need everything to come together if they want to succeed so yeah i do agree with you that they're they're far from a complete team but i don't know that i can definitively say that they're the worst team in their division um i think it's between them and denver to be the worst team which the fact that we're talking about one of these teams to be the worst team in the division is crazy to begin with. This is easily the best division of all time. Yeah. And to me, it just comes down to, I don't know that Denver has all that top end talent that they once had on defense. Plus their weapons are not as good as Oakland's or rather Vegas. I'm not going to, I'm still never going to get used to that. I keep messing it up too. Like calling Vegas, having Vegas be a football team. It's weird. But anyway, weird. Um, the report is that Adams only wanted to play for the Raiders. And I think he really did help the Packers out by not going out and saying that publicly, because mm -hmm. then instead of getting a first and a second for him, we're talking maybe a third, second and a third, maybe I'll, I'll give it. Mm -hmm. And I, I would call this a win-win move because the fact that you got that much for Adams and you don't have to pay him is really good value for the Packers. Once you look past the fact that they're losing the best receiver in the league, if you're saying that they were going to lose him anyway and they still got all this back and the cap room, the, the freedom to sign people, then that's a really good move for Green Bay, you know, Rodgers aside, because now he has no one to throw to. But also I think it's a really good move for the Raiders because you weren't getting a, a receiver of that caliber for a first and a second. I don't think you were getting a Devontae Adams receiver in the first round this year. I don't think you're going to get a Devontae Adams receiver in the first round anyway. Like 99.9% .9 of the time, because like we said, he's the best receiver in the league. So the fact that they got him for that little is really good for them. I know it, it's, it sounds dumb that I'm saying it's a lot when I'm talking about the Packers and it's a little for the Raiders, but when you're talking about the situations that they have, I think it's really, really good for both teams. Carr needed that number one weapon. They thought Henry Ruggs was going to be that. Obviously, it didn't work out. Even if he was still playing for them, it still wasn't going to work out to me. Uh, he, he'll never be on that Adams caliber. 
Uh, but now that Raiders offense is looking really good. If you can make maybe a couple of line upgrades somehow in the rest of the free agency and through the draft with your remaining picks, then Carr with Jacobs and Drake running the ball, throwing to Adams, Renfro, and Waller is really scary. Plus you have Chandler Jones on the other side you just signed. That team to me, I think, is better than Denver, and I could very easily see that entire division uh, making the playoffs. I, yeah, I could see the entire division making the playoffs, although I don't think they're better than Denver, and I'm not going to get into that whole situation right now. Um, but Denver, I, I just will say quickly that Denver, yeah, you're right. They don't have the star power, but I think Denver has one of the most complete teams all around. Like, they don't have any places to me where I look and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like in trouble there. Yeah. Like, every place is at least decent. And then, yeah, like, I, I don't think you need star power. You just saw the Bengals last year. They did yeah, have some star power, but like, a lot of their the Bengals team was just good role players who did their job. And Denver has a lot of that. Plus, now they have Wilson. If Judy can develop, I mean, you know, there, there's an argument for either side, but I think Denver's a little bit better. And um, I agree with you. I think it was a win-win for both teams, although I will say that it just stinks, I think, for the Raiders because I still think they're the worst team in their division. I think their division's too good. And ultimately, I don't know how much – Devontae Adams is going to propel them to winning because even if they make the playoffs, which they probably will, the AFC, at least some point over the next couple of years, the AFC is just so good. It's a bloodbath. It is a bloodbath. Like even if Carr is putting up great, great seasons, even if Crosby's playing his best, if Chandler Jones looks good in the Raiders, like even if everything goes right, like are they going to make it past the divisional round ever? I don't think so. I can see it. It's possible, but yeah, like, I don't see why not. I mean, Josh I definitely Allen, want to put them as Patrick favorites. Mahomes. Just saying, but, like, I, I don't know. No, I like, agree. With you. I, I thought they should have punted on the uh, the next couple of years. I thought they should have traded Carr and just rebuilt until the Chiefs, uh, Broncos, the Chiefs and the Broncos aren't as good. Well, Mainly the problem the with that is that Mahomes is the Chiefs young. are never. Yeah, Mahomes is playing Mahomes for is so young. He's only played, started four years, so he's going to play until he can't yeah. play anymore. So that that's the issue. Um, and so I think they thought about it, and they were like, you know what? The best shot is just giving it our best. Go all in. Go all in, and they did it. I mean, we'll see if it works. I'm not high on the Raiders, but I'm high on this move. So I think – I mean, I don't know what that means, but, you know, that's how I feel about it, I guess. I think that for Adams, this is going to be one of those cases where the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. Because – you're going from Rodgers to Carr, which mm-hmm. Carr is still good. Don't get me wrong, but he's no back-to-back MVP. And yeah. you're, I think you're going to see a big decline in Adams's individual stats because of who else is you know, on his offense and because the Raiders don't pass as much as Green Bay does. And maybe you're probably not going to see as much team success as Green Bay going deep in the playoffs every year. Well, this year they were one and done, but. Green Bay generally makes it far. Adams wanted the bag and he wanted the chemistry and no, but the friendship Green, with Green Paul. Bay was gonna pay him that. Green Bay was willing to pay more, in fact. Well, it no, Just it's the bag. The it's the bag along with Carr and Vegas. I think Vegas itself attracts a lot of players. I think Adams lo- is gonna love going down there. And then, like I said, I mean Derek Carr. Him and Derek Carr are really good friends. They already, I think they already moved. Or Adams already bought a house right next to him. That's what I really? Yeah, like it, it's one of those friendships. I mean, uh, I mean, that's what it came down to. 
I don't think he really cares. I mean, he does care about individual stats. Everybody does, but he'll still be a star in in Vegas. So, I mean, yeah. Um, it, it's the same thing with the Browns for me. I, I like the move, but I think the situation is just not going to be as good as some people think it might be. So, I don't know. Take that as you will, I guess. <laughs> uh, AFC is just too good. It, it's it's getting kind of crazy. crazy. Like the three best teams in the NFC are like, I don't even know where they would be in the AFC. That's yeah, how good the AFC is. Green Bay doesn't have Adams anymore, so you got to knock them down a tick or two. The At Bucks least. might be losing some guys. And they yeah, lost Bucks, my pet. They Bucks, might lose Fournette. Bucks aren't on the caliber of Chiefs or, you know, yeah, Bills anyway. You know, I like the Rams, don't get me wrong, but like looking at the Rams compared to some of these AFC teams right now, like I don't think the Rams could beat them in a head to head matchup. The Rams lost some players. players. Yeah. Lost some defense. Yeah, they did. And three big contributors. I mean, they, they did get other, you know, additions, which we'll talk about in a little bit later, but still, I mean, it's just hard to evaluate it. I think the AFC may be the best it's ever been right now, this next season. So which is crazy to think about. Um, let's just talk about some of these other smaller moves now. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Where, what, are what are we calling J.C. Jackson and Randy Gregory smaller moves? Uh, J.C. Jackson is, does not have the same worth as a Deshaun Watson in terms of – All right, talking. yeah. Or a yeah, Devontae Adams. J.C. Jackson, Jackson's good, but – We were just talking about the division too. That Chargers defense is crazy now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they just signed Khalil Mack or traded for Khalil Mack. And then they got JC Jackson when their biggest problem was defense to begin with. I think you're going to see a crazy improvement from the chargers. Oh yeah. Brandon Staley showed, showed a little bit of questionable play calling last year, but if he could figure that out, then chargers are going to be scary. Their defense was the issue last year. And you know, that they're really improving it. They only had two good players last year. Everything else was really bad, really bad run defense and i mean they're they're just improving all around i mean i I can definitely see the chargers you know doing a lot of damage this year uh if herbert continues to play at the level he was playing at um if the offense still looks good then the defense is probably going to be at least decent at the very worst it's going to be decent from what i see right now so um the mac trade was huge getting jc jackson is very big and um yeah I, i like the move overall uh We'll have to see how he does there. I don't think he's the best cornerback in the league or a top five corner, but he's right around there. And um, yeah, yeah, like I said, just big move for the Chargers. And then Randy Gregory for Denver. Uh, we love to see that because it came out that he had agreed to a five-year extension with Dallas. And then he ended up backing out of it to sign the exact same contract with Denver, which love. we love Dallas getting screwed over like that, especially it's because hilarious. it's a pretty good value. He's making 14 a year. So that's not crazy money for a Randy Gregory and Dallas gets worse and the AFC West more drama. So perfect signing. I mean, Dallas isn't the best team in the NFC East. So. Oh yeah. 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 The Eagles are so much better. Nah, yeah. you know who is the best team in the NFC East? The commies. The giants. The commies. You know why? Commander Carson. There we go. <laughs> they also got JD McKissick back. Oh yeah. See, there's a weapon for Carson. God. Um, anyway, um, back back to the subject. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, big big news there. 
uh, like what you just said, Randy Gregory, I mean, he had a lot of issues, but he's a good player. And we love, we love seeing it happen. Um, another, another reason why I think Denver is better than uh, Oakland. <laughs> Vegas is, um, you know, Randy Gregory, another star, their defense is getting better and better teams getting better and better. No, um, but how much of that defense being so good in the last couple of years was because of Vic Fangio. I mean, Vic Fangio definitely like helped, but I don't think he, it's going to be detrimental to the defense. You saw how much Chicago's defense got worse once they lost him without really losing anybody crazy. I don't know. I think Chicago's defense wasn't as good as Denver's is right now. I disagree. Over, like overall, I think they had the stars, but they didn't have, they, they had more holes. I, I don't know. I mean, nah, Denver signed superstar linebacker, Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton's not that bad. Yes, he is. He's Let's not, not kid ourselves. He's not that bad. I mean, he's not like anything special, but he's not that bad. Anyway, um, let, let, let's not change subjects. Go to another team in that division. Talk about the Chiefs. They just made two pretty big moves. Um, not as big as, you know, what those other teams did in their division, but still, I mean, they got Juju, which is huge because, you know, they haven't had really a good second receiver on that team for a little while. I mean, they've had decent guys, but Tyreek, Kelsey have been incredible for them, but then they really haven't had that many other good receivers some fast guys, but Juju is definitely going to be a good weapon for the chiefs. Um, I like seeing him get a new situation, maybe try to uh, re, you know, kick up his career again. Um, I don't think he'll be as good as he was in 2018, but still uh, with Mahomes, I mean that, that that's good. Um, him and Jackson Mahomes can make a lot of TikToks together. Oh. Over there. <laughs> and then um, the other move was getting Justin Reed, which um, a lot of people overlook him because I mean, he played for the Texans, didn't get a lot of publicity media outlook but he was a pretty good safety and um you know they're losing tyron matthew so um just getting justin reed i mean he's not as good as tyron matthew but still i mean their secondary is not getting much worse with justin reed um i like the signing i think the chiefs really did a good job just maintaining their team and you know obviously juju and justin reed getting them i mean helping out their team even more um their division's obviously crazy right now but i think it's even crazier to say that the chiefs aren't making the playoffs. Cause I mean, their team is still really, really good. Oh yeah. Um, like those moves. I think you could see a lot of different looks offensively because Juju is almost strictly a slot receiver mm -hmm. and you see a lot of Kelsey in the slot, which I don't know how much it's going to affect the offense to have, uh, you know, different looks like that, but I think it's something to look for. Yeah, it definitely is. So we got we got over that division. We talked about everything. Um, are you okay with moving to Mitch Trubisky? Um, I don't know that there's a lot to talk about there. But Not a lot, just very briefly. I'm I'm just curious. What are your thoughts on the on the Mitch signing? Do you think he'll be good, or do you think he'll just be a one or two year starter who's not going to succeed at all? Um, I think that it's the latter of the two. I think he'll play a, a year or two, like you said. He'll be solid. He won't be as bad as he was at times with Chicago, although he's not a very good quarterback. His his accuracy is pretty abysmal, I would say. And so I don't know what kind of expectations to have for him in Pittsburgh, especially with – I mean, you have a lot better receivers than he's ever played with besides Allen Robinson. I mean, you still have Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, who are both very good. And – Plus, you have Najee Harris out of the backfield, who's a very good receiver for his position. 
And he definitely has a bigger arm than Big Ben. So I think you could see a, a very different offense in Pittsburgh this year, especially because he could run too. Yeah. But I, I think they probably should have gone after a rookie or one of the bigger names. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, I think he deserves another another chance. I don't think he'll capitalize off it and turn into a career starter. I think, you know, one or two years with Pittsburgh and then he's done. But, you know, I want to see him play again. I don't think he's a total lost cause. And Pittsburgh's definitely not the worst situation to land if you're a quarterback who's trying to, you know, uh, make a name for yourself again. So, I mean, Trubisky, we'll have to see how it works out. Um I don't think the Steelers will be that good. I think they're the worst team in their division at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, I'd say. But yeah, I mean, still getting a new quarterback is still somewhat big news. Um, so there's that. Um, another AFC move um, that's pretty big is the Bills getting Von Miller, and um, you know this is pretty much the biggest thing that's happened in that entire division. You know, Bridgewater went to to the Dolphins. The Patriots made a trade and they lost J.C. Jackson. Um, the Jets have a lot that they're trying to do in the draft. But um, the biggest move we've seen like in free agency wise has definitely been the Von Miller signing. And the Bills just prove that they're trying to win it all now. Uh, I think they're the best team in their division. So this move is, you know, trying to help the division or trying to help the defense. And it is a six year deal with a lot of money. But like I have said earlier um, to you, at least that um there is an option out of it after three years and it's only three years for 53 mil. And then after that, you know, they could decide what they want to do. So uh, Chandler Jones got a very, very similar deal with the Raiders. And I, I think it's worth it, at least if, if they're not going to keep him for all six years. So, which yeah. I doubt they would because he's 33. They're, they're not. That's exactly. outrageous to think he's going to play for six years. He's not. I want to talk about one of the other teams that has made some big free agency splashes. Uh, this offseason and I, I gotta say very questionable signings money-wise it's the Jaguars by the way um, they signed Christian Kirk Brandon Scherf Fouye Oluokan I think is how you say his name Darius Williams for the Rams and another defensive tackle from the Jets whose name I also can't pronounce and they paid a lot of money to all these dudes they paid, I think, 18-ish a year for Brandon Scherf, which is kind of high for a guard. I don't know that I would have done that. But, Scherf, you know, Scherf is good. It's Yeah, it's a, it's a good sign. Very he's, good. he's a very good player. And so You can't really – I don't think that's the one that you can really knock. No, I, 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 I much agree. Worse that's not, that's that. not the one that we're going to be talking about in a negative light. Um, Aluakon for, I think it was 15 a year, is eh. – I don't know about that that money for him, but he's also a, a pretty solid linebacker. Um, they also signed Christian Kirk is the bad one. But um, first, I'm going to go. I'm going to do – I'm a positive person, so I'm going to talk about the signing I like. Darius Williams for three years, 30 mil, 10 a year, is a very good signing, especially when you see J.C. Jackson, who granted is a lot better than Darius Williams, but he's, on, he's making 16.5. So I think that – 10 mil a year for Darius Williams is really good value. He's a really good corner for the Rams opposite Jalen Ramsey. And for a team that's lacking so badly in so many positions, I think that that's an awesome signing and a great value. Um, then we bring it to the negative point. Christian Kirk at $21 million a year. 
Christian Kirk, who has never been a number one receiver, who pretty much strictly plays in the slot, is getting Devontae Adams money. Where, where is the issue in that? Find me the issue with that. Yeah, I mean, there, there is a lot of issues with that. But first, I, I want to say this. Only 37 is guaranteed, which 37 isn't like a, a low amount. But still, it, it's not like all of this is guaranteed. It's not like, you know, other contracts. Um, I'm pretty sure they do have an option out of it after two or three years. I think it's two years if it doesn't work out fully. So, I mean, it's not like they were totally unprepared when going into this contract. But, yeah, Christian Kirk has no right getting $21 million a year. He hasn't proved it at all, hasn't had a 1,000-yard season, hasn't ever been a wide receiver one. Um, the one thing I want to say is that I'm not as low on this move as everybody else is because yeah, we know. I see I see the potential. Now, I don't see the potential. I don't think he's going to turn into this guy. I think they're going to end up overpaying him, and it's going to be ridiculous. But I think Christian Kirk could be a lot better than people think he is right now. Um, he said in an interview that he wants to prove people that he is worth the money. I don't think he well, is. Of course he's going to say that. I know he's going to say that, but I'm just saying if they use him right and he turns into the number one option for Jacksonville and, you know, you get him a lot of production, get him over a hundred catches a year. Um, if, if they keep him in the slot, which he's best at, um, give him Cooper cup type of targets. You know what I'm saying? Like then you could really make an argument that this contract is worth it. If they utilize him like Cooper cup is utilized, if Trevor Lawrence finds Kirk to be his number one weapon, then yeah, this contract is warranted. But I think that's such a big risk that I wouldn't take if I were this team. I think Kirk is a great signing, but this contract's way too big. I, I would personally much rather sign him for what he's probably worth and then give him a bigger contract once he proves that he can be that guy. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be signing Christian Kirk for 21 a year. I don't think they're going to be signing a vastly improved Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be the same dude he was in Arizona. I mean, I don't think he'll be vastly improved. I just think he'll be utilized better and it'll turn out to be better outcome. And he'll be looked more as like more in like the realm of top 20, top 15 receiver once they utilize him correctly. Although who knows? They Jacksonville also, could easily screw it all up. And I think they de definitely will. I mean, they, that's one reason why they have to overpay these players because yeah. nobody wants to play, play with them. They also signed Evan Engram for 10 million a year on a one-year deal and Zay Jones for eight a year on a three-year deal, yeah. which both probably overpays. I don't think anyone else was giving Evan Engram $10 million a year. Zay um, Jones is a crazy overpay. Even I like him. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's that outrageous. He should, he should probably be making five, six. So eight's not crazy to me. He should probably be making three or four. He's, he's a solid receiver. He doesn't he produce any – I mean, I don't know. I think you see a little out of him in Jacksonville. Evan Engram, like $10 million a year isn't like – awful for a tight end especially how fast he is but he has so many issues that like if unless he like plays well like which I don't think he will like then it's just like that that's an overpay he has to play well for that to be you at know at the end of the day signing. it's a one-year deal who cares that's true I think they're just testing out the waters trying to get the team better than it is right now and you know I to their credit I think they're doing the right thing because the division is not that good right now so they just need to do whatever they can to try to make themselves one of the better two teams in the division. I think Titans are still the number one, but Colts don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah. And I mean, Texans are still Texans. So, yeah, um, yeah. I do agree with you there. A lot of overpays, a lot of crazy stuff going on. And 
uh, I there's a lot that needs to go right for all those signings to look good, and it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about all that. A lot of overpays. A lot of overpays. And then um, another team, just quickly, uh, Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl, and they just got Allen Robinson. Um, probably going to trade Robert Woods, but Allen, Allen Robinson uh, proved that he can be a top 10 wide receiver if he's utilized right, if he stays healthy. If things go right, I mean, has been somewhat inconsistent over his career, but he's going into a great situation. That wide receiving core is, is incredible. If Robinson stays healthy, I mean, that that's huge for them. Um, likely not signing Odell back at this point, at least I would say. No, so. I'd say they could still get him. They could, but I mean, like. Because I'm point, assuming that Woods isn't on the team. Yeah, but then you, you have to consider they still have Van Jefferson. Still. So, like, Odell would be, like, the third guy, plus he'd be competing with Van for targets. Well, that's what he was this year. Yeah, but then Woods went – no, Odell was the second guy because Woods was hurt. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. But, I mean, still, I mean, that, that that's pretty big. Uh, Allen Robinson's kind of like you don't know what you're getting with him at this point. You know how good he is, but – inconsistencies but at the end of the day i mean i think that's a good signing overall they lost darius yeah, williams, solid. yeah they, they lost three big contributors on defense in darius williams von miller and, von miller, yeah. a day. and then oh, they yeah. decided to sign another receiver because who needs defense when you can just throw more touchdowns they're like the phillies the defense is still good they're like the phillies defense is overrated the, their defense is still a pretty good defense though even but losing those guys so um but yeah, um, and then just like besides that, there were some veteran contract extensions, nothing big, just a lot of veterans around the league just coming back, getting big money. One that just happened was uh, the Stafford uh, continuing with the Rams. He just got four years for $160 million and then 135 guaranteed. Um, and then, you know, a couple others, uh, Cousins, one year, 35 mil. Uh, Jensen back with the Bucks. Uh, Jason Ke- Jason Kelsey, Zach Ertz got an extension with Arizona, and Fletcher Cox. The Eagles are bringing him back after cutting him to a lesser contract for one year. Um, just some of the big ones. There's a couple others. Patterson back with Atlanta. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's a lot, but we're not going to mention all those because I mean, at the end of the day, they're just going back to their normal teams. Not much to talk about there. And yeah, and with with so many signings, I mean, we're only here for so much time. <laughs> Yeah, literally. I mean, we could we could talk for days about a lot of this stuff, but you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people don't want to hear about a lot of this stuff. So, I just wanted to mention it quickly. Um, that that pretty much wraps it up, at least for for what we have to talk about, um, with the free agency moves for this, at least half. Um, a lot of stuff that happened. I mean, still some stuff that could happen, but I think we got through at least the big stuff in free agency. I don't think there's going to be many big moves happening after this. Hopefully not. Cause then we'll have to keep talking about it. I mean, I like talking about it, but still, you know, draft season Hopefully. is upon us. Yeah. The, the draft is coming up. I'm excited for that. Um, one big draft news, David Ojabo tore his Achilles. And you know, that's really sad. Cause he's, he was going to be a top 10 pick probably now he might fall out of the first round. Um, so that's just something big to, to, to note. Um, but yeah, we're getting into draft season. I know you're excited for that, Alex. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. Anything you else you want to mention? Um, 
Hassan Reddick for the Eagles. Oh, yeah, that's big for us especially. I think that's a really good signing for the Eagles. They really needed an edge rusher, and Reddick for 15 a year is a lot less than I thought he would get. I think he was – I personally predicted he would get towards 17, 18. Mm-hmm. So getting him for three years at 15 a year is really good for us. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really psyched about that move. He's coming back to Philly area and three years i mean he's going to be one of our better or best defensive players so that's big there's a couple other big-ish moves that we just didn't talk about i'm sure but there's so much like i said i mean we could talk about things for days we tried to cover the biggest things so um but that reddick move good that you mentioned that i actually forgot to talk about that <laughs> um, i'm i'm happy about that so um i think that's the only move the equals the big move equals are going to make yeah but still Tyron Matthews still up in the air. Who knows? Oh, yeah, they'll totally get him. Bobby Wagner's still a free agent. Oh, they'll definitely get him. Not the Eagles, but someone's going to get him. Um, well, I, know, I know, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, those are two two big things that haven't happened yet. Other than that, like, I don't think much. I mean, there's still a couple quarterbacks left that aren't that good. Yeah, draft season's coming, so we're excited about that. Um, we'll make sure to update and I'm sure we're going to talk about a couple more free agency moves next episode, but this is the bulk of it. So I appreciate you listening. I hope this was enjoyable, that our opinions were valid and that you liked them and yeah. Um, see you next time.